So this column of light descends from the heavens, uh, engulfing the dark rider, illuminating him. I call upon the gods of the planet in the sky to save us from this darkness. And he gets a con saving throw. DC 13. And the damage is? 2d10. An 8 and a 9. 17 points of damage. This does not work. Who does this not work on? There's somebody this does not work on. Hopefully it's Moqui. (laughs) (laughs) It is not Moqui. Did did Moqui make a con saving throw? 18. 13 was the number. So you take half of that. If you're in that five foot. So it was like 17, so then eight. Are you dead yet? No. Okay. (laughs) I was at full hit points just now. I think the yet is a foreshadowing. Uh, So I cast that spell, and then I continue to move two-handed sword directly at the rider. I don't think I'm within range of reaching anyway. Long way. You Um, have three assailants. I don't have enough. So I'm going to go into a a, a dodge action, and, and I'm going to move my way into the thickest portion of the combatants. My, with a dodge action, they're all at disadvantage to strike me. But I'm going to basically try to get myself engaged and get myself surrounded by as many as possible. Yelling curses at them, feigning attacks with the blade, but it, it's all a matter of, you know, setting myself up to parry and maneuver around attacks. You are able to deftly maneuver your way through the three assailants into a, a larger cluster of individuals. The one that Mokwi had uh, previously left. Mm-hmm. And that, like I said, I'm just trying try to draw as much attention to myself as possible. I'm paying attention to the, the combatants directly around me, so I probably don't know anything about the rider unless he comes within like 30 feet or so. Are you going to take any attack actions? or are No. You... The, 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 my action is dodge. Just going to dodge, dodge and, and talk movement. a lot of shit. Talk a lot of shit and try to draw as much attention to me and go see if I can get a few standing behind the others going, well, he's going to kill at least one, and I'm going to get my turn. So I'm going to try to gather as many around me as possible. Dash? I am taking my full move of 30 feet directly into the group that is coming at us. When I hit the 30-foot mark, I will... Uh, Jump up as high as I can and hit him with my short sword. It's only a 15 this time. Uh, 15 will will miss. When I land from that missed attack, I will uh, use my bonus action to dash and do another 30-foot movement around their ankles. Okay. Quickly and digitally trying to do his attacks of opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> And that's at disadvantage, you yeah. said. Yeah. Okay. It's unfortunate. <laughs> he rolled a 20 on his phone. <laughs> it's because Lewis took my dice. Madri, you've uh, blocked two flying spears. The ones that threw the spears have now drawn uh, weapons and are skulking towards you in a low crouch. Madri glances over at Longway just to check on him. He then uh, crouches down and skulks towards these two coming at him, <laughs> mocking them. <laughs> and then he's going to attack the uh, first one he sees. Twelve? No. Two twelves. Yes. Those will both be misses. Moqui? A... You bounce off the chest plate of of the dark rider and fall off the horse but you manage to grab a hold of the barding and swing up underneath the chin of the horse just then a column of light descends from the heavens and you are struck with sun's moonbeam well from under the horse i'm going to go under the horse to get behind it so i can get out of this moonbeam what is this dark rider wearing? Uh, he's wearing uh, le- leather ring mail armor. I'm going to heat metal under rings. Okay. So he will take six points of damage this round. Okay. The As you skulk underneath the belly of the horse and come out the other side, 
Um, you can see the rings on the back of his his armor; those metal rings with the, um, the held in place with the leather leather straps begin to uh, glow, and then they become pink, and they're beginning to heat. Okay. And he takes six points of damage. Yep. I got you. Earring. Two more approach you. One rolls a sixteen; the other a uh, nat twenty. Yep, both those hit. Take two. And six for eight points of damage. I am not happy. <laughs> Do they continue to pass me? Or have I entered they, the fray? You have entered the fray. Okay, so I don't get any attacks of opportunity. No. Okay. Son, the Dark Rider begins to move towards you. Um, he draws his sword. He's at disadvantage, too. I forgot to add that. Okay. He trots up. And takes a swipe at you and misses. You're able to lean to one side. Long way, um, you have, you're still taking the dodge action? Yes. And that makes it a disadvantage for him, correct? Still calling taunts, feigning attacks, but spinning on my, my feet, pivoting on my tail, and. You are, um,. Moving through the sea of combatants and uh, leaning back, uh, avoiding thrusts. Simple twists to the right or the left so the blade passes by you, continuing your taunts. At one point in time, you even slap a blade out of the way as you pass by. Dash, when you leap up, you leap with your sword raised over your head, you know, an epic comic book cover fashion, and... As you are coming down with your blow from the sword, a massive hand comes out and wraps around your face. <laughs> Oops. I will attempt an opposed grapple. That's an 18. All right. The It's a squirmy little sucker, <laughs> ain't <laughs> All right. The, the opposed grapple is looks more like a lot of feet kicking as you're dangling above the ground. And uh, biting a large chunk out of the palm of his hand, which he causes him to open his hand, dropping you. You spit the little chunk out, and you begin running. Was it tasty or rancid? It was pretty rancid. Okay. Like the same taste you would imagine the bottom of uh, Mokui's wolf form. Pause would be. Red-eyed, faceless badger pellet. Madri. No. (laughs) They move in one with a uh, one with a thrust, the other one with a hacking motion, and you are able to uh, pivot so your shell absorbs the blow of one, and you are able to block the the other blow. I told you so, Mokui. You are behind <laughs> your enemy, yes. uh, so there was no one there to attack you. Ooh, thank unfortunately, you. earring. <laughs> I can attack now? Yes. I'm going to cast Zephyr Strike again. Because it's the only way I can guarantee I hit, unless, of course, I double botch. Like I did in episode one. That's an 18. That's a hit. That is 10 points, 12 points of normal damage, one point of force damage, two points of psychic damage, so a total of 15. And a bonus? Do you have a bonus? I I added the bonus. And you were moving towards... I was in um, the fray. You were in the fray, the fray that Dash and Madri are in. Mm -hmm. Madri, weaving in and out of your your combatants, those, you know, skulking enemies, you see Earring casually walk up and slam his battle axe into the back of the head of one of them. And he wrenches it free and continues walking towards towards the other. Just then, a series of arrows flies into the fray and takes out one combatant that's charging towards your little group with a battle axe. The elderly archer moves by, shrugging his shoulders, and continues on his way. Sun. Sun, having just dodged the, uh, the sword... Continues the downward dip of the dodge and brings his two-handed sword against the front of the legs of the horse, attempting to put the face of this horse in the ground and put, thus put the rider on the ground. Animal lovers are going to hate this podcast. <laughs> 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 
Where is that weapon? Oh, plus five. So the 16. Does a 16 hit a horse's leg? A, a 16 hits. What's your damage? 2d6 plus three. Roll it. Three plus three, six points of damage to the horse's legs. Now, does the moonbeam beam follow the creature? Or do you have to move the moonbeam? I have to use an action to move the moonbeam. So it's presently sitting where I cast it until I use an action to move it. Your blade bites into the leg of the horse. The horse whinnies in pain and dips forward. The rider is not so much ejected, but kind of awkwardly falls off the horse first in a prone position, and then he rolls over and brings himself to one knee. I use the remainder of my turn to flee at maximum speed. (laughs) (laughs) Which is 30 feet. Long way. How many do I think I have engaged? Uh, It looks like you have close to 15, maybe six, maybe more. Yeah, do I? Well, yeah, that's. I was kind of hoping for more. But that's really all you have in that area. The majority of them made it over the barricade. Okay. Uh, Then quick survey. Uh, As I'm I'm moving about, I'm going to look around my surroundings. Now, a lot of them moved out of the way, so I'm going to look beyond this group that's right next to me. A quick glance into the, beyond the barricade to see how things going there. And just basically survey my surroundings. There is a pretty pitched battle going on inside Birch Grove itself. It's hard to tell who is who is winning, but the ground is littered with a large number of these faceless ones. Um, the arrows are still flying. There's, there's arrows everywhere, sticking out of the barricade, sticking out of corpses, sticking out of a couple of the combatants that are still up and, and actively uh, battling. It seems that the fairy militia is doing a fairly good job of, of defending the grove from these creatures. The birch is still standing. It doesn't appear as though any of the enemies have made their way up the spiral staircase to the top. Your comrades are still standing. None have fell yet, but you... Uh, you can see Sun. He's very easy to pick out, especially with the glow of the uh, the moonbeam. Uh, Moqui, you have no idea where he is. If I see Sun, do I see the rider? You well, don't. I, well, I see there's, a horse. There's the, a, uh, a body of a horse. There's a lot of painful whinnying. And Sun is Sun is in, in full sprint. Heading away from that potato. away Away from oh, okay. the, the horse. Well, he did whatever he's doing, so that's fine then I suppose I will engage the group that's around me. So as a bonus action, I'm going to let out my Draconic Roar. As a bonus action, I'm going to let out my Draconic Roar. Uh, do a quick spin, yell at everything around me, and then go into an attack, which gives me advantage on my targets. So let's pick one, shall we? That's going to be a 16. Will that hit? Yes. Okay. Um, that's with the sword, and then I will, let's see, let's do the damage on that one first. Okay, so that's, that's going to be five points, and then I'll bring the axe down on him. That's going to be a 20 plus. So that is a long die dummy. That's going to be nine points. For a grand total of? Uh, I already forgot what the first one was. <laughs> that was five. Uh, that's 14 points. All right, that, uh. That enemy falls. Um, you finish him off with a sword thrust, and uh, as as you bellow, there's uh, the the forest becomes alive with with creatures taking flight from the trees, um, leaving their burrows. It is a a um, a cacophony of uh, rustling in the underbrush and flapping flapping wings as the uh, draconic roar piece pierces the night even above the din of the battle itself. I am now going to action surge and take another action and close in on another target. And that is going to be a 16. And that's going to be another, that's going to be eight points to another target. You, uh, You race towards your other opponent. You swipe at its head, cleaving the top of its head off. 
Um, it falls awkwardly face first into the uh, into the forest, into the underbrush, and you move towards your next opponent. For a moment, you think that it actually takes a step back. Dash. Seeing as I have been on the ground for a whole 18 seconds, I'm going to take a look back and see if anybody has gotten past Madri yet. Not yet. In that case, I am going to keep going forward. 30 feet, jump up, take a slash at somebody's chest. Ooh, 23. 23 hits. Max, 9, 11. And you're attacking... 11 points slashing with a short sword. You move between an opponent's legs, cutting the inside of his thighs, opening up an artery, and blood sprays out behind you. He uh, drops to one knee, clutching his leg as blood sprays forth from the artery, and soon expires and as a bonus action i will turn around and head directly back towards madri 30 feet okay does that mean that you are now covered in the blood were you standing under yeah and in between yep. the legs so you're just now soaked in blood yep okay <laughs> well and, just and, to clarify in episode four when you listen to the to the actual play in episode four he covered himself in the uh the scrotum of a troll absolutely I have no problem. It all washes off. <laughs> Madri, uh, one of your opponents is down. Uh, Earring casually uh, lopped its head off as he uh, passed by, but the other one is is still standing. So I have this one in front of me. Do I have a line of other enemies you, near me? You do not. Okay. How is how close? Besides this one, how close are the other enemies? Uh, the other enemies are, are about another 15, 20 feet away. There is a cluster of uh, fairy soldiers that are engaged with a group of the faceless ones. And Longway, his cluster of enemies is how far? It's a big cluster. Big cluster. Excellent. I have a group. A group. (laughs) A a horde. You heard me roar, and the blade is singing. He's he's about 150 feet away from you. All right. On the opposite side of the barricade. All right. Um, I'm going to attack this one in front of me. Maybe. 13. Miss. Uh, with a second fist. Nope. <laughs> Madri stares and uh, swings his fists imposingly. A flourish. He fans him. He looks hot. He does. <laughs> He's got the vapors. I want to make, su- make sure you're comfortable before I kill you. And Moqui. He's going to take the trident off his back, use a bonus action, lick it, and throw it at the rider. The rider. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck did you get a tr- I have a small trident. <laughs> <laughs> Normally he just uses it for marshmallows, but... 18? 18 hits. You take the small trident from your back, you, you give it a good licking like a child who just got a popsicle. <laughs> and cock your hand back just as you do so son takes a leg off the horse and the horse lurches forward exposing the back of the rider as you fire your trident into his back he'll take eight points of piercing damage he has to make a dc 12 con saving throw and if he fails he takes some more damage okay how much damage Two more points. Two more points. And then I, I heard I heard Ben whispering in your ear. Oh, yep, because he takes more damage from the heat metal. Okay. <laughs> and that'll be 13 more. 13 more? <laughs> <laughs> it's hot metal. He uh, lands on the ground face first, gets up to one knee. You see Sun immediately start sprinting a mad dash. You've never seen him move that fast. And he rises to to his full height takes one step and then drops to both knees and falls face first into the muck. Okay. Hot metal, you're down on your knees. (laughs) (laughs) That that heat metal staying on there for a while. (laughs) Mokri with his trident will be replacing Amber Heard in Aquaman 2. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> the lick of vengeance. Remember, Mokui, do not date your co-stars. It just leads to trials. So what are you going to do now that it appears you've killed them? I'm going to stand where I'm at and still hold that heat metal there for just another moment. That is my action. Your turn. The, the Dark Rider falls, and there is a stillness that, that happens almost instantaneously. The massive column of flame that was on the, uh, on the rise in that, the glade is, is now just a dull fire, still casting an eerie, eerie glow over that area. As you look about and your enemies have stopped, there is a swirling of air in the glade, and it almost looks like you are looking through a liquid. There is a uh, almost like a, the canopy of your world parts, and there is a, a gray and black and dreary world on the other side and the a horn sounds but it is not the horn of earring it is a a different uh, eerie ominous horn and they begin to turn and run back eastward towards towards the glade tax of opportunity yes that is a 23 that'll hit can only get that once only once per turn uh, that'll only be four points of damage. Okay, they uh, they break away. You uh, you swipe at one with a battle axe, open up a gash on his back. He doesn't even really seem to notice. He continues to to run towards the barricade, towards the east, and where this this curtain of your world has parted to reveal another on the other side. Sun will be using his moonbeam in a sort of sweeping fashion indiscriminately taking out whoever tries to run back to the curtain, but obviously getting only a small number of them. Why not Why not just put it, like, directly in front of the curtain? So I have to run through it. If I was as smart as you, I'd be you. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good idea. But I already made my play. Long way. Uh, I will take my attacks of opportunity. That's a shocker. Um, <laughs> well, I'm way out there. I, I may not even heard the horn. So I'm so over. What am I going to do? I'm, I'm busy all screaming at all these bodies. So um, the sword was in that 20. Um, so that's going to be uh, 18 points of damage. And then the axe is going to be another four. And then I'm going to use. Well, no, I'm not even going to bother using that. So I'm going to cleave another one down. Yeah, one of your enemies is felled as he begins to flee back towards the uh, the glade. Um, if they're all moving in unison, I'm going to use my movement to once again block a few. I'm not done having fun. Dash. I am going to uh, pick the nearest corpse, climb on top of it, and start jumping up and down yelling after the spineless snakes that are running away from us for the rest of my round. Ah, oh, the desecration of the dead never gets old. <laughs> Madri? Madri whips again. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes over and checks on Longway. Well, you got a ways to get there. He starts <laughs> heading in that direction, follows this group of... Uh, Faceless. Mokui? I'll start walking up to the guy that fell, the rider, but I'm keeping the heat metal on just in case. And that's my move. He likes his enemies well done. So, yeah, as, as you approach him, the, the rings are now glowing a a, a bright, vibrant red as you stand there. Um, I'll kick him in the face. You, <laughs> you, you <laughs> kick him, and uh, he rolls over halfway on his back. The trident still sticking out of his back so he he doesn't go all the way over on his back he reaches out and grabs your ankle and locks eyes with you and says we'll be back help and then, <laughs> kick him again Madry. son of course hears that cry for help and is moving that direction now and then he expires I back away <clears throat> fuck that was scary 
He was French. He likes eating frog. <laughs> I knew you were going there. <laughs> in, in time, they have all left. Um, when the... When the gate closes, those that have not made it through, they dissipate into wisps of smoke, leaving only the ground being littered with the corpses of their fallen comrades, the uh, wounded uh, fairies, and, of course, the, the dead fairies. When they all disappear, I'm disappointed, but I'll start heading back to the grove. I'll, I'll start tending to any of the wounded our party first. Actually, I'm going to go out there and dispatch that horse. It's just probably still screaming bloody yeah. murder. So I'll go out there and dispatch the horse first. There will, you go, animal lovers. I will then start taking, uh, picking up bodies and chucking them into whatever fire we have going. Like any barricade that's on fire, they're going right in there. I'll inspect the rider's equipment. I'll loot the body. Six points back. Thank you. He... Carries only a sword. And a chain shirt. Yeah. His, his armor, his, it basically is clothing. Quali- um, quality is? Um, it's... The armor's burnt. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's very utilitarian. Uh, the quality, it's not great quality. It's, it's serviceable. You get the impression that, um, you know, none of their armor is really all that great to begin with. You know, it is just something to provide protection. They appear to be nothing more than, than shock troops. Their their goal is to go in and and kill and shock. Or, or be killed. Okay, nothing there. Now, before somebody dispatches the horse, I want to inspect the horse. Is the horse a standard living horse or is the horse an abomination as these were? Uh, it is, it is every bit as much of a an abomination. Okay. Well, I would have taken care of the horse before you got there, because I'm already right there in that. I'm gonna pull my trident out of his back, put that back in its holster. And again, he reaches out and grabs your leg. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody else hurt, injured? Oh, not a scratch. Not really. Dash waves over his shoulder as he starts dashing up the staircase to the queen's rooms. Nope. Okay. He's covered in blood. Head to toe. Probably not it. Probably not his though. No. Madrid's helping the, the fairies off the battlefield, and Still while injured. he does, he's he's singing or humming Still to himself. Hurt. Hot metal. He kicked in the face. Watch out, Madrid will put you in your place. <laughs> Head back into the the compound. <laughs> see what's going on. Um, see if I can account for all my, my group. Now, I was heading out to dispatch the horse. I can see sun, and I heard the whinnying, whinnying suddenly stop. So I figure that's all set. Uh, and I'll probably see uh, Mokwe out there as well. So I know those two are accounted for. So I'll head back in and, and look for the rest of my group. They're easy enough to find. Uh, everybody but Dash. You don't know where Dash is. You don't know if he is he has fallen in battle. Um, there's, uh, they're starting to, um, gather up the fallen fairies. I'll head over to, uh, Madre and check on my brother. He'll be assisting. I will join right in with him. Are you, are you injured? Merely a flesh wound. You were struck? (laughs) You owe me a coin. I do. Not a scratch. <laughs> Just thought I'd point that out. And now we'll assist him on helping the wounded fairies. There's um they did remarkably well. Um the elderly uh the elderly fairy is uh taking the string off his bow. He's got it propped up against a, a tree and he's uh he's starting to drag corpses towards the fire. Um, remarkably spry for such a, a an old creature. He is um he is bleeding from several wounds. Um, he's just grunting along, towing his uh his corpses with him. If I notice he's bleeding, I will go up to him and I'll cast cure wounds on him, which is what a d six for cure wounds, depending uh, on your level d eight. D eight. Yep. 
This would be four. Yeah, it looks Plus over your, your shoulder. Spellcasting bonus. Uh, is it? Okay. Uh, then it would be five. He looks over his shoulder at you. Um, a bit of an irritated look. And then he nods as well. You're a much better healer than you are a um, um, uh, archer. <laughs> it's the pointy end of the arrow. The pointy end that's got to come out at him. Not the feathered part. Just remember will, that next time. I will nod and bow my head and walk away and go start keep throwing bodies on. I'll try to stick with the axe. In time, you help the residents clear up the grove. Uh, the queen and the civilians you sent to the next um, uh, grove of, of tree folk return. They return with some uh, soldiers escorting them. Uh, prior to their arrival, several flyers come. Um, they look as though they've been prepared to enter into the battle to help defend the grove, but the battle is done by the time they arrive, so they help with cleaning up and ministering to, to the wounded. You spend about a week total there. They, um, they treat you uh, like royalty. Um, you are given a place to sleep in the in the snow birch of the queen. Even you, Dash. And uh, there are feasts held in your honor, and you are forever referred to as the protectors or the defenders, as as they call you. But in time, you part ways with the uh, with the fairy folk of, of Birch Grove, and uh, there is. There is word that you're needed elsewhere. There is a sickness that has fallen the land across the land, and you part your ways to Sun to go investigate this this sickness. Uh, Mokui, you you have heard disturbing things about the the trees. The trees have stopped talking. Um, this is very disturbing. Never, never in all of memory have you heard of such thing, or has such a thing occurred in the wilderness? to the best of the knowledge of even the most learned and wise ones. In time, Earring returns to the forest to travel the wilderness and hunt and look for his own kind and dash. Dash, the tree is, is still there. Your home, just outside the grove. The home that you've made with several animal hides and whatever trinkets you manage to collect from various places. And Longway and Madria, the last to leave, they bid farewell to, to Dash and they move out into the wilderness. There is word that there is, there are problems. Strange visitors in the wilderness are, are being seen. Uh, occurrences that are unlike any other. Someone's, been murdered, the first murder in the wilderness in time immemorial. So there is still a need for heroes, and that's where we'll leave it until next time. So, Mokui, just a question before you go. What is that? When you find an acorn on the ground, do you pull the cap off? If you want to eat the insights. <laughs> but we should ask the wise man Mudros. He's a book of knowledge, I hear. <laughs> yeah, he loves you. If you plant it and let it grow, you will have a thousand acorns. <laughs> this is your DM, Scott, and that is all we have time for this week. Join us next time as the adventure continues on a DMD story. Thank you to our cast, Marcus Holt, Frank Vieden, Ben Petrie, Bill Robitaille, Louis Aponte, and the angry fairy himself, Sin Morse. A special thanks to you, our listeners. You are why we do this every week. We'll see you next time in the dojo.